Welcome everybody to Too Legit to Crit, a tabletop role-playing podcast hosted by two guys who pump far too many points into incompetence. Oh god. Oh, the worst thing was I was in here when he was working on that and it still got me. That was good. <laughs> it's true. We are so incompetent. Do you know how incompetent we are and how apt that intro is for this one? I missed the first like half second of your intro because I missed the button to unmute you. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be honest, to be honest, last week I did your job and I I think yeah. I left it's not it. Easy, fucking, is it? <laughs> I left it I left it fucking recording after we stopped for you know, I we went on mute and I said thank you to Stefan and we had a good sort of rundown. Oh, it went really well. And he he's obviously quit the chat and then I've gone. Oh fuck. <laughs> So yeah, I do apologize for, for the extended version. It is, you uh, know. My name is John Santana. I am still Justin. And still Justin, welcome back. Yeah, I have internet and it works. Fucking hotel room, man. That was so you, bad. You, hey dude, you've just got a jet setting lifestyle. You you know, next week, where is it? Monaco? No. <laughs> You're going to be rubbing shoulders with the glitterati. Dude, I wasn't even anywhere nice. I was at like St. Albans or something. Like, uh, what was it's it, not like a, a bad what? place. It's just not like somewhere you go on holiday. Or There's nothing to do. Yeah, you're like in a, like a, in a travel lodge or something. Is that where they put no. you up? Did they put you up in a travel lodge? I was in a Premier Inn, thank you very much. The travel lodge was next door. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's literally next door. <laughs> I have to walk past the travel lodge to get from the car park to the hotel. I say that, I say that almost like, you know, knocking oh. it, but dude, hey, my a good room, they come to town, they stay in a travel lodge. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm going to knock it. <laughs> no, I mean, but, that, that, the thing is like, they're good rooms. It's just the internet was so bad. Cause like, they want you to pay for the premium internet. Don't they? That's, that's you, you owe me a debt of gratitude there, my friend. Do you know why? Because I have a photo of the oh, face you were yes, pulling does. when you went when you stilled, and it was like, "Do I post this?" See, I was really happy because I got out of an episode without a clip. <laughs> but you know, you do. You have a clip. You technically have a clip. Fuck. I, I do. Yeah. I do. And honest, I'm. I'm not lying, guys. I'm on my best Justin, Justin is pulling a face that makes him look like an Instagram influencer. Yeah. You yeah, know, in my defense. duck face. It's proper. It wasn't duck face. <laughs> what I was doing was I was going. Yes. Yeah. And I just caught you. And mid it happened to freeze frame mid horse noise. <laughs> I even went, I'm, I'm sorry, Stefan. I've got, I've got to take a picture of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But other than that, other than going away, gallivanting and, and living the high life, um, how have you been, buddy? Um, well, I caught ill. Um, I, I caught, caught the illness because uh, I, I was basically locked in a room for a week with four other people working on some stuff. Um, and we all traded illnesses. So I've come home ill. Um, as you can probably hear, quite bunged up. But other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm great. Um, I've come up with a new... New project to work on, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, after having a chat with somebody who's actually, I've just seen their name pop up in chat as well. Um, so yeah, 
uh, yeah, I'm excited because it's going to be fun to build what I'm going to be building. But what about you, man? What what, what have you got up to? Because I know well, that you for, played some games. Well, first of all, I just wanted to say a quick hello to everyone in chat. You know, guys, thank you ever so much for supporting. It means the world to us. Um, as some gaming, I've been in some gaming. Um, got back to well, obviously Thursdays, Wednesday in this case it was Wednesday. Was yeah. Good old Fabula. Yes, I um, you Fabula. again. You were away with your new friends in the high life. <laughs> you were drinking champagne and whatnot. I don't. I don't drink. I was. <laughs> you were drinking non-alcoholic champagne. I was eating a mixed grill in a premier restaurant. Yeah, mixed grill. Could, it, it, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Could, I'm not gonna lie. I can do some damage to a mixed grill, motherfucker. It was, it was pretty good, and it was it was it was covered by expenses. So. There you go. I don't even get expenses. <laughs> you know, I don't. I, we don't get expenses. <laughs> but yeah, so oh. we got back into into Fabula, which was yeah. once again a good laugh. Um, yeah. We will update you next yes. fabula game about what's been yes. happening with your character well last i heard is i'd got a uh, a black card like the nando's black card to uh oh, what's the restaurant called a little slice of home yeah that's it yeah which is the the, the saiyan uh theme restaurant that is a franchise so i've got a black card to that now and i, I told i told couch that my my character's new drive in life aside from you know resetting up his bee farm his drive in life is to eat them out of business <laughs> fair enough um i'm not gonna give anything away um i think couch has posted a little uh a little spoiler in the chat there so i'm gonna kind of leave you sitting with that but a, a, a barrel a barrel the of gin barrel, the barrel was a prominent figure in the game not gonna okay. lie well yeah one thing we did play that we could talk about that we haven't had a chance to talk about because obviously there's been the the guest episode uh, between it and now um, was the Delta Green game. Yes, yes, I I was, was the handler. I was yes. the handler for Delta Green, and I've got to say, I've played it a few times. I've played it with different people, and the 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 team dynamic is fucking phenomenal. Well, yeah, because I mean we've got. Um, We've got, we've got our NSA analyst. Yeah, there's an NSA analyst. We've got um oh what was we we've got the the good doctor who is in chat right now. Yep. Yeah. Uh we've got Chris's soldier who's basically on a babysitting errand. <laughs> <laughs> we've got our, our astrophysicist. And then the best character by a long way, and I'm not biased at all. We've got our social media manager from <laughs> from the oh right breathe oh I can get through this I swear we've got the social media manager from the CDC. No, I was tweeting everything. It was a phenomenal session. How did you? I mean, because obviously my perspective is is somewhat. Um, askew because I love the system, and you guys played it really well. You guys did really oh, well in that in that scenario. It was so. How so did fun. you find it? It was so fun, dude, and like it's, it's one of those as well where 
after like after the fact i was thinking because obviously i had a, a lot of driving to do recently you know going away for work and stuff i found myself thinking about some of the stuff that happened and there was there's certain bits of thinking back on it and i'm like fuck how did we not pick up on that for example the one that i i realized after the fact is the the dog that we found in the dog house right was only like a few weeks dead but the, nobody had been in the house for like months that doesn't add up yep and i didn't put two and two together until like four days later <laughs> No, it's uh, it's. I mean, it's it it's a good, good a good scenario. It's a good intro scenario. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys did you got really well, and when it when kind of like the the combat started, your the roles were really good, and mine were shit. I did some really shitty roles. I actually didn't roll badly for a change. You didn't. You did. You rolled all right. It was a miracle. Mm. So yeah, Deltarune was a load of fun. We got another one coming this Thursday. Yes. I have already selected the operation. I've already prepared the operation. And this is now, you are now graduating. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to get in character. Yep. So <laughs> you guys, essentially, the first operation was this, and now you guys Success. are graduating. You get, this is going to be like a multiple session sort of scenario Dude, it and so it good. is it is phenomenal so is, we're gonna have a load yeah. of fun with that um nice. so after that um on saturday i played uh some pathfinder yes. uh yes. pathfinder society over at wayland games in mm -hmm. in hockley and that was really good and i did something i i don't normally do or i've never really done before in pathfinder um and it say, turned if out, you say killer character, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> no, nearly did though. Jesus <laughs> I Christ, I, I was on fucking fire. You're making up for your Delta Green rolls. <laughs> I was on fire, and it was like at one point it was I crit a character twice in the same turn, Ooh, and it was brutal. even funnier because he got cocky. So I oh, rolled. That's... I rolled first, and obviously Pathfinder 10 above is a crit. So it's like, yeah. bang, crit, and then my second roll was a natural 20. And it's like, yeah, get cocky now, motherfucker. And yeah, yeah. Um, those dice from Cryptic Crits were working overtime. Very well. <laughs> they were working, yeah, they were. Because were. You, you weren't using them for Dota Green, were you? No, no, I used the... the yeah, I'm glad. I got the Secret Santa. <laughs> That's going to change on Thursday, though. No. <laughs> I tried rolling those. It's like, they're too heavy, too clunky. I need something, something lighter. So I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to bring in my cryptic crits. Bring in the big guns. cryptic crits. Let's kill some characters together. Yeah, um, no, they, they, they were awesome. But one thing I did in the Pathfinder game, which I've never done before, and after I've done it, I've kind of looked and kind of gone, that just makes sense. Why haven't I been doing this? Hmm. We were getting pressed for time. Um, so I just went in combat. I went, right, I'm not bothered. This creature's AC is 20. Mm. If this ability's DC is 23. You do the math. You deal with whatever. You tell me if you hit, you tell me the damage. That's all I need to know. Mm. And the combat just flowed so much better. And yeah. after the fact, I kind of stopped and went, I don't see why I haven't done that all along. Because... 
hiding that information from the players during combat adds nothing to the game. Yeah. You know, it doesn't add anything because all it's going all it all it adds is an extra layer of interaction. I roll 21. Do I hit? No, you miss. Whereas yeah. if I um... just give them the AC, it strips that away, it frees me up to do other things, and it moves a lot quicker. So they can go hit, hit, miss. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can see where that would be valuable. I think for some tables, um, it's not always going to be good because some people really like to RP out even in the combat, right? And having that that element of, like, I roll this, do I hit? And then I think I think where it would really differ is if you're, instead of just saying, no, that's a miss and moving on, um, if you were to narrate the miss or, or some something like that, then obviously you're going to lose that. But if it is just the, uh, you know, eliminating that short interactional mechanic stuff, then yeah, absolutely. Because you, you're right in that situation, you aren't adding any value or anything. It is just a case of doesn't. And let's be honest, as well, but the third attack, most people have figured out the AC anyway. Exactly. I mean, so it, it doesn't add anything. <laughs> and in terms of narrating, I can still narrate. I've even got yeah. more time to narrate now. True. Actually, yeah, on because, the bigger moments. It, yeah. Yeah. I hit this. I, I missed that. And, you know, you can kind of go, okay, so your first shot lands true, but your second shot, just because of the way his body moved, kind of misses. And you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. you can like embellish more, yeah. without having to break the immersion by going, oh, did you roll a 21? I don't know. It's not going to yeah, hit. Yeah. You know, whereas you can just kind of go, that's what you need to get. And that is the reason I started doing that is because obviously in Delta Green and Blades in the Dark, yeah, there is that interaction doesn't exist because doesn't you happen, know yeah, yeah. if you failed, you know if you've succeeded. I mean, so, yeah, I did I that, so and it worked. The second one, but <laughs> you succeeded a couple of times on Thursday, like once. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know, you got to get kind of get ready to <laughs> to fail because that's when shit gets fun. So obviously after that, then we played, got back into my homebrew campaign. Hmm. With... Well, just, just just on that quickly, somebody in chat's just put um, so uh, Zarasaurus, great name. Um, they've been experimenting with two turn combat, so a bit like Fabula, where the players have a turn and then DM has a turn. Um, and essentially bringing that into like other games, right? And I I, I think there is value in doing that as well. That whole Fabula mechanic of like party initiative yeah i mean the initiative role or the initiative rule as it were mm. i think that can be heavily contested because yeah. ultimately it's not really going to matter mm. unless there are abilities which hamper who's or, yeah. coming after you yeah, yeah. Um, case in point, you have um, the cipher system. The cipher mm. system, there is still an initiative role, but the initiative results are you either beat me or I beat you. Mm. There's no in between. So it's not a case of, okay, so the GM's got this creature, that creature. It's no, no, no. It's whoever beats the GM goes first, then the GM goes, and whoever didn't beat the GM goes second, goes last. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like that as well, to be honest. I think mm. 
it's just I think the problem that I've got with um with like current the way initiative works currently as a whole is it, it's if you're not building like a, a deck space character or something like that, right? You're never going to get to have that first strike really, unless you somehow manage to get surprise on somebody or something like that. And I just think there's so many moments that like, cause I mean, well, case in point, right? Let's say the barbarian who doesn't have any dexterity whatsoever is kicking off in an encounter, but then because he doesn't have an dexterity, any dexterity, he goes last, but he started the fight. It just doesn't make sense a lot of the well, time. That is yet another thing that the second edition kind of fixed. Mm. So, to roll initiative, by default, it's perception, right? Yeah. That is the default initiative. I see you, you see me, who's going to react first depends on what we see, yeah. sort of thing. However, if you're doing something else before the fight starts, you can argue to use another skill. Yeah, I like that. Oh, so, for example, um, there's a bit of a standoff. You've got the bad guy and their minions. You've got the good guys and their minions. And all of a sudden, the paladin goes, I'm going to rush him. Yeah. Out of the blue, I'm going to rush him. Then I would go, all right, roll athletics. Yeah. Yeah, that is your initiative, because that's what you're doing. Roll athletics. And their athletics is through the fucking roof. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that that definitely just makes more sense, right? Because mm. it means that the character who's taking the initiative, clues in the word, actually gets to act in a appropriate manner. I mean, um, it's a, they have a better chance, but there is still yeah, the, yeah. the slight oh, yeah, opportunity. There's still the, there's still the chance that they, they trip be, or something. Like, you know what I mean? Someone's quicker or, than them. Yeah, someone's quicker someone's on the draw, quick. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it is possible, but it gives um, people the option to kind of go, I want to start casting a spell. Right, roll Arcana for your initiative. Yeah. You and know? it means that there's no, that there's not always going to be like a, a massive downside to using decks as a dump stat, right? Because let's be honest, right? A, a fully plated warrior, the only reason they're taking any form of dexterity is so that their initiative isn't garbage. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, there are systems out that have fixed that. Oh yeah, of course there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Know, because... Not not disputing that at, at all. I'm you know, saying because, that we should maybe start trying to incorporate some of those rules into games that haven't fixed it. Yeah, which I... I 5e. 5e <laughs> <laughs> um, has a lot of broken stuff. We all know this. <laughs> yes, 5e is just a bad game. But anyway... Wow! Yeah, that it far. is. I'm, 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 I'm beyond <laughs> caring at this point. Um, but anyway, so that has kind of been my week. That is, mm. you know... Um, so yeah, it's been good. It's been a good weekend of gaming. Um, again, looking forward to another week of gaming ahead. And we've got um, some more games coming up. We've got a good yeah. game on Sunday that we're going to be playing. And um, I'm excited. That, yeah, that's that's something that you will learn about in the very near future. Yes. All right. Um, but yeah, but projects. Projects. So Talk proje to me about projects. The, so the project that I'm starting. It's because of a conversation that I was having with Zarasaurus in the chat. Um, basically, I, I sent them one of... It was one of the memes I sent you as well. Um, and basically, they were talking about one of the players in their group and how they have like a shirt that says, Are you sure on it? So whenever the players are going to do something stupid, they, they point to the shirt. Okay. So I jokingly was like... <laughs> 
I should build you a little sign that basically says the same thing. But then I had a thought of building a whole bunch of signs for, you know, like the, uh, are you sure? You can certainly try. Do you touch it? (laughs) Do you touch it? That was the next one. Yeah. So like building out a few of these little signs and just like making them, you know, like those, um, those wooden signs that people put next to a pond with like keep off the grass. Yeah. So that kind of style that you could just hold up and be like, are you sure? (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning Wile E. Coyote. (laughs) Yes. When he, yes, when he would that. when he would fall down a ravine and he'd hold up the sign. Oh, oh, that yeah. yeah, you've got to do an uh oh sign just for yes. that reason only. But or, or just for the when the players are like, I'm going to touch it, so you can you can put down the you touch the sign and bring up the uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I I like that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Zara's also saying they uh, they uh, need a do you touch it 100%. I think we all need that, that sign, let's be honest. Dude, jokes aside, <laughs> that is an Etsy store sort of idea. Yeah. So yeah, you, you, uh, you, you open the door? Yeah. Do you go in? <laughs> oh, you, do, do you open the chest? Oh, so you open it? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm liking I'm liking I'm oh, yeah. eager to Cou- kind of see this. One. <laughs> You're going to put it on? <laughs> that yeah, I mean that has happened recently in a fabulous yes. game. You got in that on? Yes, I've been, I've been told <laughs> about the cloak that is speaking to him because that's always a good sign. I found no, this piece of clothing and it started talking to me. Nothing ever bad happens when clothes talk to you. Uh huh. <laughs> Shut up. Sorry, my <laughs> John was talking to me. <laughs> yeah, no, so that, that's the project. So that's what I'm going to be working on. Um, so I've been digging out foam and stuff to to build it, and I'm going to give it like a wood texture and stuff, and it's going to be awesome. And I can't wait. It's going to be so yeah, much fun. I like it. I like the idea. I do. I do like the idea. Um, actually, uh, wanted to kind of bring your attention to something that I saw. As soon mm-hmm, as Trello mm-hmm. starts behaving itself, remember up like a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about N World kind of doing the most anticipated yes. mm. um, R- RPGs of this year. 2024. Yeah. Results are in. Hey. We could go through them and, you know, give our less, our than, expert opinion, less than expert opinion. <laughs> we can certainly try. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I'm absolutely yeah. going to use those signs on the podcast as well. Yes, yes, I, I, I fully support that. <laughs> All right, so okay, so yeah, obviously, M World uh, a few weeks back they did a most anticipated um, role playing game systems of 2024, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, there was a whole list in there, um, some of which we may have agreed upon, some of which we kind of went. And I think the results are going to be quite divisive and quite the same. Um, So we will start with number 10. Yeah, I just loaded up the list. Oh, I was going to surprise you. Ah, well. So number 10 is Tales of the Valiant. What do you think? I mean, I I get it. Like, there's a lot of hype around it, but from, from what we've read and what you've told me it, it's just 5e with a different shirt on um yeah. so i i don't know if i would say it's one that i'm most looking forward to it would have been if they'd done more with it um 
Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm inclined to agree. Um, don't get me wrong, I've backed it. I'm going mm. to be in it. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Um, so, you know, I'm a big fan of Tales of Valiant for what it represents. It represents yeah. stepping away from a shitty company. It represents, you know, gaining a a a distance from Wizards mm. of the Coast, from 5e, and I just think that the whole thing was overhyped. Yeah. Because they were saying, oh, this is going to be our system. We're going to bring our system out. And lo and behold, when the playtest started coming out, it's like, this is 5e. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong, I don't know 5e enough to know what they fixed, but I'm assuming they fixed a few things. But yeah, then again, from from what I read, that I that know. that's about it. They, they they put a couple of patches on it and put a different shirt on and it's called it a different thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for it and I hope it does well. Mm, yeah, it's not something I'm gonna be massively partaking in. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, like I, I own enough five ebooks that I don't see the point in myself investing in what is essentially a 5e clone with homebrew. Um, Cause I, I just don't feel they've changed enough to warrant me spending money on it. No, no, it's a shame. It it's, is. It's it has the potential to do something really cool. And don't get, don't get me wrong. It still might do that. It might. Yeah. You know, I mean, Pathfinder was 3.5. It was, yeah. And now 2E is completely, completely different. Uh, but, you know, that's how Pathfinder got its start. It's yeah. people that weren't happy with the changes happening to, to mm. 4E. Um, they kind of went, no, we're going to go our way. And, yeah. you know, Wizards took a massive hit because of that. It wasn't until 5E that they clawed it back. But, yeah, so it could work. It all depends on how this latest edition of D&D is going to get received and I don't yeah. think that's going to be very well. I, I think that's going to be key, be the key is how the, the changes to D&D happen. If, if they if they patch the same holes then Tales of Valiant is going to struggle. Um, if they don't patch the same holes and they make more holes then there's a strong possibility that Tales does well. Personally I don't think it's going to do, I mean don't get me wrong it's Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. It's going to do well. Could, could go either way. It's could going go to way. do well, but <laughs> it's not going to do as well as 5e. Yeah. No, you know, I'm inclined to agree. You don't have as many things pointing it in, the, in that direction. Mm. You've lost Critical Role. Yep. You know, and that was a huge game changer for 5e. Mm -hmm. They don't have that anymore. And obviously, yeah. you will get part of the 5e players that kind of go, no, no, I want to carry on playing this. You know, I don't yeah. want to invest in these new books because they don't add anything to this game. So I think it's not it's gonna do well, but it's not gonna do as well as five E did. Yeah. I'm in yeah, no I'm, way, I'm inclined to agree. Fall. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree on that. Which hurts that, me because that's my baby. I it just <laughs> makes me laugh. Um, I know. <laughs> number nine. Number nine is mothership for first edition, I'm assuming. Um, I've no idea what this is. This is new to me. Hmm. You know, um, sci-fi horror. <laughs> that yeah, that's, that's, that's your jam. It is, you know, Teamsters, Androids, and Marines. And D100 Panic Engine, I will look that up during the week. Yeah. This next one. 
<laughs> I need it. I do need this in my life. I need it. Monty Python's co-curricular medieval reenactment program. And in brackets, exalted funeral. Yep. Uh, I, man. I don't know I don't know how we've missed this up till now. <laughs> I I heard about this before we began the podcast. Someone brought it up to me. It was like, dude, multi yeah. And you know, I I I wanted to run a play a night that says knee. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just I just want to sit at a table with some coconuts and just Yes. Yeah, and just let anything go. I mean, yeah, yeah fuck it. Why you not? crack on. Just so, number, scratch. <laughs> <laughs> number seven <laughs> is Dagger Heart from Darrington yes. Press. Yes. Um, obviously, Darrington Press doing well with Candela Obscura. Yes. Which so, we discussed recently. Yes, and which hopefully we'll be playing at yes. some point. I'm very excited for that as well. Um, so yeah, Daggerheart, apparently they're going to do like a fresh take on fantasy RPGs. Whatever that means, we have no idea. And we don't care enough to look it up. (laughs) This Um, one, we have talked about this one. This this one's you. Yeah. Uh, Kohal's Cthulhu. I agree here. Um, Cthulhu in ancient Rome. Yes. I mean, I mean what yes. is not to, what's not to love? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, that just sounds fucking amazing. Right. Um, we've also covered this next one. Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. And this one is very me. <laughs> yeah, Dolman Wood. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a ton of folklore in a game. It does sound a bit like Vesson, but English. Yeah. You know, which Vesson have kind of already done that, but, you know, Dolmenwood sounds sounds pretty cool. I don't know. I don't know how interested I'd be into it, but. Well, you'll find out when I buy it and you can play it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right, number four is Pendragon 6th edition. Mm-hmm. I had no idea they were on their 6th edition yet. Uh, same. Same, same, same. Mm, but, I mean, I've heard talk of Pendragon quite a bit. Um, a lot of people seem to like it. I, I Honestly, I don't know enough. I mean... Yeah, I, I think it was first announced long before we even considered doing this because this is its fourth appearance on this list, apparently. Um, so yeah, it's been number four, number three, number one, and number four again on this list. Um, so I think it might be before us looking into other systems times, but I think it's definitely yeah. one we need to have a look at. Yeah, we we'll de- definitely need to check it out. And plus, Chaosium do really good stuff. Yes, yeah. All right, thirteenth age is number mm-hmm. three. Um, I don't know anything. You play the age games, or you've played some age games, haven't you? I've played some age games. Yeah, um, I haven't played any of this one though. Mm. Um, but the age games are a lot of fun, and I do like that they use 
like a 3D6 system. So it's very, very easy to get into because you don't need to go out and buy like loads of different dice and stuff like that, right? You can pretty much get 3D6 out of like other board games you've got lying around. Um, so it's pretty cool for that. Yeah, I don't need to, I don't need to go out and buy dice. Yeah, we don't have that problem. Oh, um, oh do I? <laughs> I mean, we always do. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. You know, if I see another offer like the one I sent you that time, that 21 yeah. quid, like, I'm buying them. I don't give a it shit. Was, I don't have, I don't have space. Okay, I don't have space for them, but... All right. Well, that, that means you just have to buy another dice box. <laughs> true, true. This one I've got currently is a is a gift from my partner, so... You okay. know. I'll have to wait till my next birthday. <laughs> what do you want? Bigger box. <laughs> Bigger box. Bigger box. Yeah. Bigger box. Bigger box. Bigger box. He's getting up with a house full seven, of dice. It's been seven years. I can't get the fucker up the stairs anymore. <laughs> You're just end up with an RV that's full of dice. Oh. Open the door, dice just start pouring out. <laughs> oh, and there's a bumper sticker that says, We be rolling. <laughs> and then for hubcaps it's just like spinning dice you get oh. spinners and the dice yeah spinning d20s yeah okay um i'm just gonna add that to the merch store real quick <laughs> <laughs> yeah. want, ben, do, n- number two on the list while he's heading that to the, s- the fourth wall do <laughs> <tub> caps. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we'll figure it out <laughs> Uh, so number two, which is going to make all the money, because these guys always make all the money, mm. um, is the Electric State by Free League. Yeah, uh, and Free League just—they just—they're yeah. gonna win another any. They always do. Yeah, but I, I like that the game's set in the nineties as well. I feel like it's gonna hit me like right here. Yeah, because I mean. Uh, Tales from the Loop is mm. 80s, so yeah. this is like you know an it's updated our, version. Our version. Yeah, it's our it's version. Our version. Yeah, we can yeah. like the Attitude Era WWE. Yeah, you know there'd be the references. To... <laughs> yeah, oh, and the weird, yeah. this is one. It, it's funny. I've no, never heard of this one, but mm. Shadow of the Weird Wizard. Yes. Have you heard anything about this? No, but it sounds awesome. I've not I've not even read it, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, their their Kickstarter page, um, they had a goal of thirty thousand and it achieved almost half a million. Um so it went a little bit over, just a little just a little bit, a little bit over the goal. Um just- by yeah. A smidge, just, just a little bit, just a little bit, just um, <laughs> just just a little smidge, just ever. Yeah, good, good for them. <laughs> but basically, the the weird wizard is uh, the person that was responsible for lease, uh, for releasing. Jesus, I can't speak today. Um, releasing all of the monsters into the world, so that's why it's the shadow of the weird wizard because it's like the world <laughs> after you know he's done what he did. Um, so the characters, um, are basically exploring the borderlands and trying to make them safer refugees is, is the, the pretense of the game. Um, but it looks really cool. Like I would definitely play this. The character sheet looks sick. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, share that because I'm clearly yeah. not looking at any of this. I'm, I'm gonna pop it up. I'm having a look. At, I'm having a look at the shenanigans that's going on in the chat. Because like the shout, yeah, shout out to 13th Moon <laughs> Games that's just joined us as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like the character sheet looks awesome. Um, you know, it's got space for everything, but the layout is just so cool. Like all your stats are central on the page rather than in a box off to the side. Um, character portrait is central as well. And then like it kind of from there, everything kind of goes out from there. Yeah. It's just, it's just a really well laid out character because everything's everything you need is central and everything else is like built around it. Um, so I quite like that. I quite like that. Oh, well, we'll definitely keep an eye on it. We may add it to the list. Yeah, we probably will. I don't feel bad about adding things to the list anymore. No, because we, we've made plans to start going through the list. Exactly. Which I'm very yes. happy about. And can't fucking wait to get started. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> oh, but yeah. All right. So, um... Where was I? Where were we? Where were we? Yeah, so we've taken a look at that. Um, is, is there, because obviously, this list aside, all right, is there mm-hmm. anything that you yourself are, are sort of uh, excited to like? Not this list, withstanding um, yeah, yeah. any systems that you've heard of that may or may not come out in 2024, but anything that you're kind of interested in and kind of going, huh. That the, uh, is interesting. The two legit crit system. I hear that's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> We've had like one conversation about it. Hey, that means it started. <laughs> it has started, but testing um, and doing other things kind of got in the way. But did, yeah, we we still got ideas, and I've still got I've I've still got shit up here which we do need to talk about at some point. Yes. Um, I think honestly, like for me, it's. Like, because get, getting into new systems is quite new for me. So I'm just enjoying the ones that I've been trying out. So playing more Fabula is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to some more Delta Green. Uh, Blades was really fun. I really enjoyed, you know, our Christmas special we did. Like getting to to get hands on with that system was a lot of fun. Um, so I think, yeah, just playing, playing more of those. I'm looking forward to more Blades because um, that's just going to be so cool. Um, yeah. so yeah, I think, I think that's it for me is just get, getting more into the systems that I've tried last year is, uh, is what's top of my list. And then if I find some others that really tickle my pickle, then I'll, I'll give them a go. Well, I'm, I, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a plug, but I'm, I'm definitely excited for what 13th moon games are going to bring out, um, uh, with unbound, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very excited for that. Yes. Um, for reasons we're not really at liberty to say why now, but all will be revealed yes. in, in the near future. I'm very excited uh, about that. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, definitely excited um, about that. We're also excited to kind of bring that to you guys in the form mm. of the crit list where Stefan will be running us through a, a one shot and it's going to be yes. fucking phenomenal. I'm internet, really looking forward internet to that. Witches, internet witches. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're all going to be internet witches, aren't we? We are internet witches. What about um, if we? What about if we're all internet witches, but we all kind of represent one facet of the internet? So, like, I'd I'd be Twitter, and I'd just be a really shitty person. 
I'd be Facebook and I'd just be stealing everyone's info. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> just, just going around like taking their IDs and shit. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of going. This is now mine, <laughs> but like blatantly like, as well, you know. Or like being like YouTube and just going up to them and saying, "Hey, hey, 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 check this out," and just showing them like a photo <laughs> and then running away again. <laughs> this is what just thrusting a photo in people's face and going this is what I had for dinner <laughs> Cap like wants it. to be Reddit <laughs> oh I, you know okay if he's gonna be Reddit I'm gonna be 4chan motherfucker I think he needs to pick a subreddit right <laughs> yeah he does need to pick a pick, subreddit because that's too broad he <laughs> can't just be Reddit he, he may as well just kind of go I want to be the internet <laughs> I do the internet. <laughs> you got to pick a subreddit. Yeah, you, we'll give Couch the Bluey subreddit. I think I think that's going to be his jam. Yes. Yeah. You can have the Bluey subreddit. Although I feel like the Bluey subreddit would be actually pretty wholesome. It is. It, huh. I don't know about the subreddit, but <laughs> um, who's I've, Tumblr? I've actually, oh. Ooh, who's Tumblr? Who could be Tumblr? Hmm. I don't know. No, no, we'll have to find a fourth player for Tumblr. Yeah, we'll find a fourth player to be Tumblr. But yeah, um, speaking of like Bluey and the Reddit sort of thing, I was actually, because, you know, my daughter's a fan of Bluey. I'm a <laughs> fucking fan of, Blue, a fan of Bluey. It's great. Um, so we actually, I'm sorry, I, should I say, actually on Facebook, joined a few like, you know, Bluey groups and this, that, and <laughs> the other. <laughs> they got weird. Oh, okay. They got weird quickly, especially a certain subset of the population regarding some of the female characters. It's like, why? It got weird. It got weird really fucking quickly. It's like, I'm now leaving this. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, like other systems that I am excited for, I'm I'm excited to see what um, the Matt Coville thing does. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot I forgot about that. Actually, why wasn't that on that top ten list? Surely that should be on the list. Oh, a hundred percent, but apparently not. Okay. Well, that's weird. I I yeah. It just dawned on me that it wasn't on that list. Yeah, it wasn't. Huh. Um I don't know, unless they don't have a release date for Oh yeah, that it might time, not have a or... yeah. May, it yeah, may not have possibly. been. So obviously, the 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 glaring omission from there is D and D. Yeah, well, because uh, it's not a new system. Exactly, <laughs> they've kind of dug their own sort of. Um, they, they've dug their own hole in that and kind of gone. We're not a new system, so no, well, it's then just you, an update to the old system. You, you know, it's an update to the old system. Well, are you changing all the rules? Yes. So it's a new system. No. <laughs> Like I'm a D and D fan, but even I think that's stupid. Uh, <laughs> I think it's uh, honestly, I just think something needs to be wrestled. D and D needs to be wrestled away from Wizards of the Ghost at this it point. Does. It does. It, somebody needs to stop save it. Stop it! Just stop yeah. it. Somebody just needs to walk in and like you know that um that video where that dude just starts slapping everybody at the party. I nearly. I was looking for a gif about that the other day, and I yeah. couldn't find. It. I was really disappointed. But yeah, I, I know that. S- some someone needs to go into like the wizard's building and just start slapping them all to <laughs> knock some fucking sense into them. That's that's. <laughs> yeah, basically, I I offer myself as tribute. 
I will walk uh, in and I will kind of go, hey guys, yes, yeah, John Santana, <laughs> too legit to quit. Um, <laughs> I just want to just want to introduce myself. You know why I'm here. <laughs> Form an orderly line, please. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, well, speaking of lines, do you know where you there is often... This? Where are you going with this, Justin? <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know where there is often a line in the town centre at the notice board? All right, okay. That was, that was clumsy, that was but... That was good. Oh, come on. That's about as good as we get with segues on this. <laughs> in fact, as far as our segues go, that was top tier. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, right. Okay. What have you got for us? Oh, we're doing we're doing initiative. Yes. Obviously, we're doing initiative. Oh, right. no, we're not. My dice are in the car. Yes, but I'm rolling for you. I always roll. Oh, for yeah, because I don't. Yeah, because I don't roll my own dice anymore because it's better yeah. that way. Right, okay. I am. I am giving you red. That's fair. And obviously, purple. Yes, Zara. Absolutely. Uh, Zara, Zara says they feel a fish is also required in that slap. I, I think would that's when you get to like the executives. So like the, the no. lower people, normal slaps, no, executives I, no. the fish. No, I think the size of the fish would grow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, yeah, 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 with, yeah. Like, the, like the people in the mail room, it's just a little with a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if you can just get a fucking full tuna. <laughs> I almost feel the goldfish is more insulting. <laughs> It's like you're like off. flicking them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, initiative. Let's do it. Right, initiative. Okay, let's do this. <sighs> I I beat you. Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised. Hey, you did. You rolled a ten though, so. Yeah, but I still lost. That's the way it goes. We've established. I I don't roll ones. I just roll lower than I need to. <laughs> That's the way it works. Okay. okay, so I need to. I need to actually. You know. Uh, a professional would have had this queued up. I mean, I did. Um, so I don't know why I did. I knew I was losing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the script says. <laughs> the, yeah, the script says Justin loses every single time. Yeah. All right. So basically, I, um, I picked this week um, mm -hmm. a submission by Cats Have No Lord. Great name. Which took me a while to discover that that was the name, as opposed to Cat's Haven O Lord. That's not how I read it. Yeah, I read it like Cat's Haven O Lord because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. I didn't read it correctly either. I read it as Cat Shaven O Lord. <laughs> That's better. I like that one. Um, <laughs> although on the actual website, it is spaced out. So right. it was for this submission that they've put it together it but squashed together yeah so, cats have no lord all right so apparently they put out this um this dungeon a while ago and it's a preview of a big adventure that they're working on for zine mm -hmm. quest next year um uh, in their words it's got a dangerously hot crystal cavern a time loop nearing collapse a cult worshiping a cosmic dragon monstrous alien bugs and a little green lady who just wants to grow potatoes in peace Love it. I love the potatoes thing. Yeah. It's just a lovely little bit of flavor. Yeah. So it is a preview of Insidious Bloom, um, which is going to be a science fantasy adventure for the Cairn system, mm -hmm. um, which is coming to Kickstarter in February 2024. 
Okay. Um, it is a 14-room cavern dungeon, and it features a dangerous environment with oppressive heat, a craze cult obsessed, four alien mon- uh, creatures, a uh, little green lady, mysteriously grown potatoes, and a series of open challenges focused on creating interesting player choices. And I downloaded it, and mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it up now. I've got it on the iPad, so I don't have it on a fancy screen share like Justin does. Because I didn't think that far ahead, let's be honest. That's fine, I've downloaded the PDF as well. Uh, I, so, I yeah. can bring it up. Yeah, so if you bring it up for us... Yeah. Um, Here's one I made earlier. <laughs> okay, so... Um, so it assumes a setting uh, where the quasi-medieval sort of um, adventures of Cairn, they've gained access to space travel. So this all happens on the moon. And I don't really want to go into spoilers very much, um, but this thing, this adventure does have new rules and expansions for um, for the Cairn system, which I did look Mm. into. It looks looks pretty interesting. Um, Quite very, very straightforward. And even the the way the, the modules written out it's written out in in the way i prefer modules to be written mm. i don't like them to assume player progression yeah i don't like them to go the players will do this and then they'll do that and then they'll do that because it kind of forces a railroad yeah where we've all been at the table enough times to know that they never do that then that then that then that no, they don't want to do that they then they go over there for like a week and then <laughs> so yeah this is this is written in a way that i would prepare an adventure hmm. you know basic facts this room contains this 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 and this like all the relevant points are well marked out you don't have to read through yeah. a wall of text you just kind of go, oh, right, okay. And then any embellishment you want to do, that's on the GM to kind of improvise and, and yeah. you know, bring out, as it were. And I really like the way it's written. I really like the way it's... Um, mm. Like, even, like, the first on page four, you've just got a list of the encounters. Yeah, yeah, I just you know? saw that. So it's got all the encounters for every room so that yeah. you can literally just, by number, you look at the, the map of the, the dungeon... Uh, which is there, and you go okay, room one. So that's encounter one, uh, and then it's just on that page. It's okay. It's that. What are the yeah. stats for that? There it is. It's just so easy to find it all. I've had this open for five seconds, and I've already found the first encounter. Like, yeah, and that's <laughs> and that's it. So like the, the like look, we'll we'll pick the the first um, chamber you go into. Mm. So you go into there is a small paragraph of description yeah all right a seemingly impenetrable mass of crystals etc etc and then after that all it is is important points so there's an ancient tablet of warning warning sorry there is a corpse there is a northwest passage so the players come in and all the information you've got right there where you need it Mm. you know they're the the map is very sort of rudimentary, but it is cool as fuck. I love it. Yeah, it is. Are you yeah. on the map yet? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I've just shown it. Yeah, it, it looks hand drawn, but it looks really well 
hand-drawn as it were you know nothing it looks hand-drawn, but, like, it's the kind of hand-drawn map that you would expect, like, a previous adventure to have maybe sketched out. Yes, exactly. And that's how I think maps should be, right? Because it, it's something that's always kind of bugged me with a lot of, um, like, modules and stuff. Is like, they're like, oh, here's a map of the dungeon to use as a handout. And it's, like, this perfectly gridded out, like, thing. And it's like, that's that's not how caves work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, it's always kind of bugged me. <laughs> um, I do. I mean, my favorite thing is the image on. What is it? Page. Page number seven. Page 16. All the uh, all the all the illustrations in the book are all in black and white, except for one. Oh, yes. And it's, yeah, ama- yeah. <laughs> and it's just amazing. It's a picture yeah, of like one. cultists and there's like. Exploding um, crystals in the middle. Yeah, exploding crystals in the middle. I, I just fucking love it. Yeah, it's awesome. I do like it because, like, it, it kind of gives that vibe of like this was scribbled down by like somebody that's got in there, or like um, maybe like a former cult member that's like defected and it's like you guys need to go shut this shit down, right? And he's just like quickly sketched this all out or something. I like it. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely cool. And to be fair, I know it's for a different system, but I could probably run this. Yeah. In in anything. That's mm. kind of how well I mean, all you do is you know, I could change this the stat blocks and run it perfectly fine in Pathfinder, for example. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's yeah, definitely. So guys, check it out. It's called Jackson's Claim. Um it is a sort of an intro. Oh, that stopped working now. <laughs> Just when I wanted to bring up all the information, it's kind of gone and crapped out on me. It does look really good, though. Um, I think it's really well put together. And like you say, the, the the way they've kind of laid everything out just makes sense. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So... I've actually, it's actually started working again. So it is an it is a preview of Insidious Bloom, which is a science fantasy adventure. It's coming to Kickstarter in February 2024. Keep an eye out for it, and you know, I, th- I think I think it's going to be good. I think it's definitely going to. If this preview has got anything, is anything to go by, it's going to be great. Yeah, no, it looks awesome. All right, what have you got for us? So. I have been playing lots of dice games with uh, my small human um, because she loves playing trolls, which is basically we take the troll minis that I've got, we build a little dungeon out of my dungeon tiles, and then she rolls dice and I tell her whether she beat the troll or not. Spoiler alert, she always beats the troll. Uh, (laughs) But... There's something that we got sent in uh, by Hexwood Forge, which is Let's Learn the Pantheon. Okay. So so it's an illustrated companion to any fantasy role-playing setting, and it's done in the style of a children's book to teach them about the Pantheon gods. That's fucking amazing. It is. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull them up on... Because they've got... Uh, so they've got a, an Etsy store. Um, and there's a lot of like photos and stuff on, on that store actually of the book. Um, so I've just pulled it up on, uh, on, on the screen now. So everybody can see it. Um, 
so this, this this is the cover and it that it's great because like inside it it's like a once upon a time years and years ago type book um and it's got like these two characters inside it as well that are like scribbling in the book as they go through it like little kids do when they've got a book right that's what you know yeah um but yeah it just goes through like you know once upon a time years and years and years and years ago <laughs> And it gives like the history of the of the realm, and then it goes like A is for Arachne, <laughs> and it's like done like alphabetically, like and Asmodeus, because you know they're both A, and it's like D is for Dea, and it's like it's just really cool because like it's it's such a cool way to give that information, but it's giving you, and it's one of the cool things as well because like I've I've always found that a lot of the times when you look up information for a deity in a game. There's so much irrelevant stuff that makes it onto that page that you yeah. just don't know what's relevant, right? But this, because it's like aimed at kids, um, or like it's written as though it's aimed at kids, it really does break it down. So like for each one, it's there there are three things that the temples teach. Embrace passion and bold and empathy, ignite yeah. the fires of love, protect those for whom you cherish. That's it. That's what this god is about. So, okay, cool. Now it's really easy to run, you know, a temple of that god because I know what their core values are. You don't have to try and figure it out from 50 different sheets of paper. And it's just really, really coolly done. I like it. But like at the top of every one of the pages, you've got like the one character acting out stuff that the god's all about and the other one be like, oh, no. And just stuff like that. It's just really cool. Yeah, I like it. I, I I do like it. I've actually brought Hexwood Forge up. Have you seen mm. some of their other stuff? No, I haven't. I haven't done gone too much of that because I spent most of today just looking through this book because it looks awesome. I, I mean, Hexwood Forge. Yeah, they, they do like a lot of like there's three D printed stuff as well. Um, okay. Dice trays, you know, mm. all TTRPG and gaming sort of related. They go. Oh, hit that's cool. I, I don't drink, nor do you, but for somebody who does, there is a Hobbiton vodka um, hip flask. Well, the the one that I've just found that's really cool, and I think would would be great for for well for for any system, but obviously this one is five uh, E specific. Um, but it's the rules clipboard. So it's a clipboard where it's the the backing of it has like roleplay tips, taking a turn, attacking conditions, and skills like all on them. So you can just kind of like very quickly peel up your character sheet. Oh, okay, that's what it does. Fold it back down again. It's a bit bit like the the DM sheet screen for players. And I quite yeah. like that. That's really cool. Um and it looks really, really good quality as well. Like because they've got an actual yeah. photo of it here as well, and it just looks really, really good. Oh, I mean there are there, I mean collapsible combat risers as well. I don't know if they're yeah. You know, um, area of there is an area of effect universal spell template, mm. which is quite cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking awesome. at that, and you know, so you've got your twenty foot your cube, your ten foot cube, thirty foot cube, and then you've got your cones, and mm. I, you know, they've got quite a few good they things have. here. So they have got some awesome stuff. Um, so yeah, absolutely, go and check them out. Their Etsy store looks really cool. Um, they even have like home decor stuff where it's they've got like oh they've got Pokemon coasters and stuff as well. Um, yeah, I did see, I did awesome see that store, man. Yeah, it just looks like they they've got so much awesome stuff. They even do minis as well. 
I'm checking out their um, clothing, seeing what they've got. Their clothing <laughs> is is more like earrings and stuff. Um, no, I, I I found the ultimate monster. Are you on the miniatures? Yep. All right, where are you looking? The death snail. Death snail. It's a snail with snail? a skull for a shell. Holy shit! Yeah, that is awesome. What was that? Yeah, that I is pretty that, fucking I cool. Guy. <laughs> I need him. Yeah, that is pretty cool. He he's probably going to uh, appear at some point. Um. <laughs> um, I'm just having a look. What else there is? Oh yeah, they've got some. They've got some cool stuff. Yeah, they've got some really really cool stuff. So absolutely check out their store. Um, I mean, the the thing that brought us here was obviously that you know the gods book. Uh, let's learn the Pantheon, which I I love as a concept, and I, I would love it if they started doing like a whole series of that kind of book. Um, you know, like let's learn the Pantheon, let's learn. I don't know, pick a pick a thing. <laughs> okay, okay, let's let's kind of workshop this then. Let's have a look. All right, so we've all already done. Let's learn the Pantheon. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it'd have to be somewhat um system specific. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I mean, like so, the, this one is uh, obviously is five. So the, it, it looks like a lot of their stuff is five E. Um, but I mean, you, you could even do something like let's you know let's learn the bestiary and just do like A is for. Uh, to be oh, to be completely honest, that idea has kind of been done because yeah, it wouldn't be as good. That's, as that's what uh, that's what our friend bought my son. When he was ah, when yeah. he was very little, and it was the A ABCs of D and D or something it. like that. So it's like B is for Beholder. Let's learn the old ones. Yes, yes, Couch. Oh fucking! I'm there. Yes. All right. We need to send them an email back and be like, All "Yeah, right. it's a great book. We have a we have a recommendation for a follow up." <laughs> C is for Cthulhu, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now. Oh, yes. yeah, definitely. I'd I'd be like well it. into that. I like okay, it. Okay, so we got. Okay, so couch so far has got the best suggestion. Yes, uh, I think we hands cannot down. be. We cannot be outdone. We've got to come up with something better. Let's Ooh, come on. I, I I actually kind of like that one from Zara as well. Let's learn the classes and races. That okay. could be like two separate books as well, right? So like a book on let's learn the classes, and then a book on let's learn the races. Yeah, I like that. I do like that. Yeah. I I still think Couch is maybe pipping that one, uh, but I do um, like classes and races. I think that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so it's going to be law. Um, we've done guards. We've done classes. We've done races. We've done old ones. What about like just learning the map, right? Because D and D has like a a set, like it, it's got its own default world, right? Yeah. So like a let's let's learn the world or like no not I can't I can never remember the name of it. Um, no, never went to. No, I don't know. No, I Darryl don't. Need him, Daryl. Where <laughs> are you? Because <laughs> every time I forget, he sends me a text like the next day when he listens back, <laughs> and he's like, "It's this." I'm like, "Fuck, of course it is." <laughs> yeah, um, I, have no, I have no idea. Um, yeah, like. Because then, then like you could go through all the different cities and like important points about the city. Because again, that's something that's always a, a bit of a struggle when you get to a city. Is like, okay, what's important information about this city? Um, especially if it's like a pre-existing one, right? 
So yeah. that could be um, that could be a cool one. I still don't oh, think it's as good as the old ones. I'm the only person who hasn't come up with one yet, and I'm feeling left out. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm failing. I'm, I'm, that's, I'm letting that's the side the armory. down. Let's learn the armory. Not bad. Yeah, just go through all the weapons and armor and stuff. Not in bad because you can. Let's learn. Let's learn the schools of magic. Let's learn. Yeah, there you go. Schools of magic. There's yours. That took me a fucking while. <laughs> All, all of those would be really good, I reckon. Yeah, let's learn the magic schools. There you go. Yeah. Cool. I think that's. I think we should maybe send them an email. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's we've like, got ideas. Do we what we your book and we have your ideas. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we would like to make some change. No, not make some change. We would like to add some things. <laughs> we would like to add some stuff. Here is an entire book series. <laughs> Start writing. <laughs> Cats have no lord. If you are watching this, take these ideas. Yes. We we give you these ideas. Just <laughs> oh, no, that was Hexwood Forge. Was that sorry, Hexwood Forge, yeah, I do apologize. Yeah. Uh, um but yeah. But yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. All right, I think that took a lot out of us, don't you? It did, it did. I think it's time to maybe relax a little. Yeah, and I think we should go mm. to the lounge for that. I think we should. I think we should. Um All right, so every week we ask our three collaborators. Mm -hmm. Corvus, Sci-Fi, and Couch to send us in a topic. They can be anything. And Justin and I will discuss said topic. Potentially to our own detriment. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to roll a D6. Yeah, because we got we still have a suggestion from all three of them. Yes, so we still we've got multiple from all three. We, so we do we do. So one, two, are, couch, three, four, sci-fi, five, six, Daryl. Yeah, okay, you said one, two, couch, three, four, sci-fi, five, six, yep. Daryl, yeah? Yeah, 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 let's do it. Roll it. All right, Daryl it is. Sweet. What was this right. topic? So, okay, let's have a look. Uh, the lounge. Okay. This one is all about story beats. Ooh. How do you apply story beats to a game? Now, I've always seen story beats as being um, emotive changes in a narrative. Mm. So yeah. you, you are coasting along, and then all of a sudden there will be a big story beat, and that will kind of change. How do mm. you apply that to your tabletop role-playing games? Yeah, I mean, so for me, it's those are, you know, I mean, we talked in, in the past about how we write a campaign and you and me both kind of have the same uh, approach to that, right? Of we'll figure out where we want them to end, figure out where we want them to start and then figure out some bits in the middle. Yeah. Um, so those bits in the middle that I figure out, those end up kind of being the story beats that I've I've planned out. So it could be the the first meeting or the first like interaction with some object would become a big story beat because that's going to be yeah. like a, a pivot point in the story. Um, so I, I kind of those I build them in early um, because that way you can kind of build a lot more tension leading up to them and and all that sort of thing. And I think it's um, it's a really cool thing to do because if you know where the story beats are coming from and what's coming really early, 
it's so much easier to start building that tension towards it. Yeah. I mean, I I do build some in. Mm-hmm. You know, I do kind of have ideas. I've got ideas of these sort of um, cutscene cinematic moments yeah. where I kind of take the wheel and just kind of go, this is what's happening. Um, I've always thought I am quite good at setting a mood. Yeah. I'll give you, you know, that. I, I'm, you know, I'd say it's something that I've always been able to do where I can very quickly go from one sort of mood to another. Mm-hmm. And I kind of build that into my, to, to these like pre-written, as it were, story beats to kind of go, right, the, the emotion I want to convey, the emotion I want to bring out is hope or it's fear or it's um, despair, or it's helplessness. Um, I want to bring these things out, um, and I will make sure that I am writing a certain way, that I'm using a certain type of phrasing, or I'm using um, a certain um, way of speaking. Yeah. Um, They're the ones that I write in, whereas the ones that happen off the cuff... Mm -hmm the ones that I kind of jump on, I kind of do the same thing where we'll be playing and we'll be laughing. And all of a sudden someone will say something and I'll kind of go now. I've seen you do that. This is what, this is what I want to jump on. And, and it, a lot of times it, I do have the element of surprise on my side because a lot of times what happens is a player will say something, throw away. We'll just kind of, you know, just kind of say something just as a throw, not necessarily a gag, but just as a throwaway comment. And I'll yeah. kind of go, oh, I'm going to zero in on that <laughs> and kind of zero in and kind of go, no, no, we're going to focus on this. And this is what we're going to focus on. And whether it's um, whether it's something uplifting, whether it's something distressing i will zero in and i will use the inflection i will use the right inflection i'll use the right tone i'll speak at the right pace Mm. to be able to kind of convey that emotion we did um in uh the last ride which is my homebrew campaign Mm -hmm. one of the players went to speak to a high level cleric of of a different god to ask for help and just because there was a crisis of faith involved and i zeroed in on it and i went you know i zeroed in and i embodied this npc kind of going we all lose faith we all have these moments of despair we have these moments of distress and we need to push past it and you know, then I got a message from this person kind of going, yeah, that, that broke me. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've always kind of pride, prided myself on being able to do that. And that's kind of how I push story beats onto players. Yeah. I mean, it's something I've definitely seen, seen you do and you are very, very good at it. Cause I mean, it's even little things like, um, like when we were playing Delta Green and I was talking about like, you know, how my character's always tweeting or whatever. 
and like just the the little things where like I I'd be saying that as like a throwaway joke just to wind up like Couch's doctor character, and then you'd be like, oh you're tweeting this are you? And I'm like no 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 no. <laughs> um, it's just like it's those little things that I think as well it it helps to like like you say it helps you to to build to a moment that might not have been planned. Um, but I think I think that is the key is any any story beat that you are intending to be an actual like core beat of the story it needs to have some kind of pivot point where it could go either way is the important bit um because otherwise it it's it gets a bit um and again like you using your example there of the you know the the crisis of faith type thing there was, there's a pivot point in that where he's talking to this, you know, this high cleric at the temple or whatever, where when the, the this high cleric is saying, you know, we all have these these you know questions and it, it happens to everyone. That could also then pivot him to go, well, if even they question it, is there like it it, it can go either way, mm. and I think that's so important is is to have it possible to go either way because they're always going to go the way that they want to go with it. Um, and then it makes it a, an even better moment for them because the story led to the decision that they'd kind of already yeah. made. Um, and that's just so cool when you can facilitate them getting their character down the arc that they want. For me, it's what keeps me GMing. Hmm. Like flat out. I mean, you can, you know, you can think of all uh, all the good times, all the bad times. Um, yeah. in in my GMing career, what keeps me coming back is the way I can um, share emotion. I can, yep. you know, get people to feel things with a game. And that, that for me, it's, it's almost an addiction. It's almost a high when it's like, when I, you know, I set a mood and when we're like the first time you played Delta green, um, we had that player who went, <laughs> Nothing's happened yet, and I'm shitting myself. Yeah, yeah, it was true though. But like again, like that, that's that's something that I love about like Delta Green because I, I was actually going to bring something like that up actually, and I'm kind of glad you did. Is because like the way that tension gets built in that game is because as players, we know shit's about to go off the rails, but it's not, <laughs> and yeah. we just the longer it goes on before the penny drops, essentially. We're like, is it going to be this? No, okay, no, that was just that. Okay, that's fine. Is it going to be this? No, okay, that 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 was just fine. And like, the longer that goes on, like, the just the tenser and the tenser we get. Um, and I I love that because like, I mean, we we didn't get with with like the the intro bit that we did for Delta Green uh, the other week. We didn't get that supernatural element until the last like half hour of the session, but. And even that was a build-up. Yeah, exactly. And 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 it was like the the actual like interaction with the supernatural element was five minutes. Yeah, but the whole time was just constantly like the it's going to be this, like like the little old lady that we were interviewing outside the guy's like flat. I was like, it's going to be her. It's going to be fucking her. She's going to be like <laughs> she's going to be something. And then like she wasn't. Uh, and it's just like. Every single time you're like, oh yeah, here's a new bit of information. I was like, it's that. That's gonna fuck us. Oh no, it didn't. Okay, cool. Um, 
And I just love that because like you never know where it's going to come from in that kind of situation. And that that's also a really powerful thing, right? Because I mean that you could have cut the tension around that table with a knife as we drove up to that guy's like cabin. It was, it was amazing. It was a really good atmosphere and it was yeah. a really good party to do that to. It was yeah, a really was, good yeah. sort of group of people who were, you know, who get invested in the game. And that's yeah. kind of what you need for a game like Delta Green. Yeah. You can't yeah. really play Delta Green with people who are like, oh, I'm just here for the combat. It's like, it's not going to work for yeah. Delta Green. It has to be investment. It has to be, mm. you know, you have to trust in your GM. You have to be able to kind yeah. of let them set the mood and let them take you on that journey. And I was just thinking um, to kind of exemplify story beats. And I'm going to probably piss Couch off a tiny bit here. All right. Um, Are you stealing from his Kool-Aid? No, I'm not stealing. I'm not stealing from his Kool-Aid. I am going to piss him off because I'm going to talk about something that he is far more... Um, qualified to talk about than I am. Mm. All right. Um, so let's take One Piece. Yes. Right. I've not seen much of One Piece. I'll, you know, 10 episodes, the, the max. All right. But I have also seen the One Piece live action. Mm. All right. The difference between the two things, the, the main, one of the main differences I've noticed between the live action, apart from the changes to the story, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. a discussion for another podcast. Yeah, different, yeah, different discussion, not for him. <laughs> um, what I've noticed is the way the story beats happen. Okay? In the anime, at least the episodes that I've seen, mm. again, it may change, but the episodes I've seen, it is all very much on a level. You know, this happens, the next thing happens, the next thing happens, the next thing happens. Whereas in One Piece, they've kind of come in with it, um, come into it with the advantage of prior knowledge. And they've been able to build in these 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 story beats. Yeah. Like the first time Luffy does his big is his first. Yeah, um, special attack his gum gum yeah, pistol yeah, yeah. They, they it's a big deal it's like the music rises the thing it's a slower affair and they kind of lean into it you know and that is for me that is an, a perfect example of how story beats work in a narrative mm. oh yeah absolutely and i think that that is the thing right is it's something as well that if you play with, um, you know, the same people and stuff like that, you're going to learn how to build the story beats that they're going to react to much better because like people do react differently, right. To, to different things. And that, that is, uh, is an important thing to, to take into account as well is just because the, the table that you're playing with aren't reacting to your story beats doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. It might just mean they're not for those people. Yeah. I mean, like that we've got, I've got one player, uh, all the tables I run. Um, obviously, we both know him. Um, who I know exactly how to push those buttons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. It is, it is paranoia. Yeah. I mean, I, is... I also know how to push those buttons, make him feel like he's babysitting. <laughs> but Which is exactly yeah. what we did. <laughs> paranoia works a treat with him. 
because does, yeah. he he distrusts me as a GM. Yeah, so, like massively distrusts. You see, me. that's the thing. It wouldn't work if I was DMing because he doesn't have that distrust of me. So there wouldn't be the paranoia, and that 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 goes. That's key to it as well, right? Is yeah, um, yeah you got to know the dynamic you've got. Like in in the game last night, they they went and met this person who's genuinely there trying to help, and his character's kind of going. Has has anyone kind of you know sense motive? Or... It reminds me of those uh, those memes where like the the party spends four sessions looking at a door. It's just a door. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I've burnt him in, in enough ways I mean, to yeah. warrant that kind of it's thing. Fine. So. It's fine. I mean, we've we've all been in that game where you get introduced to the the mimic that you weren't expecting, and now you're distrusting of every item ever. It's like, oh, there's there's, there's a table. Why is he talking about the table? The table's a mimic. Check the table. <laughs> it's like it's like the gazebo thing. Yes. Yeah. A yeah. Classic interaction. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's a it's a gazebo. I shoot an arrow. Does it react? No, it's a it's a gazebo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the way it's phrased is exactly the way I'd say it as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I if no, I didn't no, know any better, I would think that was from your table. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah. No, Justin, it's a gazebo. <laughs> hey, that wouldn't be me. I'm not the distrusting one. <laughs> I would be the I roll it. Oh, and that one. I missed the gazebo. <laughs> I missed the gazebo and hit a child. <laughs> I hit the tree. The tree says, ouch. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, that was a fantastic question from Daryl. Thank you very much. And I think that's pretty much about all we've got time for today. I think, don't you? So. I think so. I think it is time for us to wrap things up. Say goodbye to all of our lovely people. Yes, I mean, I want to first of all like thank and um, those of you who sent in submissions this week. It's uh, cats have no lord and hexenforge. Yes, um, who who sent us entries and thank you very much. If you want us to highlight something, send something in. All right, send something in. We're going to take a look. We're going to talk about it. We're going to give you praise. We, you know, and that's that's basically what we want to do. We want to try kind of build this community. We want to. We want to try, like, promote you as much as possible because you guys are doing some fantastic fucking work and we want to kind of help, you know, even if if one person purchased something from Hex and Forge because of what they've seen here mm. today, that's it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled. Also, thanks to our collaborators, Justin Sci-Fi and Daryl, for sending in topics. You guys, you know, you've been with us from the start. We appreciate you. And just keep on, you know, keep on giving us stuff to talk about. Keep us yes. on our toes. Um, also, thank you to you, Justin, for spending some time with me this Aww. evening. Welcome. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? Uh, yes, so you can find me on most places at Just An Accurate TV. Uh, also on the Facebook group and in the Discord and all of those lovely places. Um, but the rest of the socials are handled by this guy. That would be me. So you can yes. find us, you can follow us, you can interact with us at Too Legit To Crit on Instagram, on Blue Sky, um, on YouTube, um, mostly on Threads. That is where we live currently. And mm -hmm. we have 
become part of a community that is growing, that is thriving, and it is absolutely fantastic. And I can see that Couch is probably distracting my co-host. He once is because Couch is very upset because you said my name instead of his on the collaborators. Did I? <laughs> yes, I didn't even catch it, but yes, you did. You said yeah, Justin, no. Sci-Fi, and Daryl. Sorry, Couch. <laughs> love you, Couch. He's, he's, he's very upset. Uh, I love you, Couch. Uh. Um, all right, but yes, um, you can also catch up with myself at Natural Juan um, at Dice.camp on Mastodon. Um, if you like what you what we do and you kind of want to see more, um, give us a like, give us a rating, subscribe to us, tell your friends about us because that's how we're going to kind of grow. We love doing this. We want to grow doing this. We want to grow with this community and your interaction is what keeps the lights on. Uh, but other than that, thank you ever so much for spending time out of your busy days to listen to two idiots waffle on about tabletop role-playing games. Thank you very much. Good night. <laughs>